Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Welcome back. We are ready for another episode. And also, this was another one that was offered up by one of my unmothered peeps that asked this question, when you have a hard time accepting your childhood. So this uh, episode is about acceptance and healing. Girl, don't be ashamed of where you came from. (laughs) I know that's easier said than done. Took me a long time. Um, So in this episode, we're going to talk about the shame that comes from having that hard story. And do you often have a hard time speaking about your childhood because it doesn't sound like everyone else's? (laughs) Are you afraid you will scare people away with your movie of the week life? I hear you. And let's break this down so it doesn't become a hindrance for you. Ooh, this is a good one. So I just, when I got this question asked of me from one of my unmothers, I was like, man, my thought process went back to all the different times in my life where I would do anything, anything, uh, rather than tell people where I came from, how my childhood was. I was just so ashamed. I was convinced that nobody else had a life the way I had it, that I had the worst life ever. And of course, we know that's not true because as you start sharing your story, girl, I've heard some stories that I'm like, whew, well, I don't want to normalize my life, but I didn't have to go through that. Like, thank God, like that's really like scary. And so, you know, you realize as you get older, you're not the only one. But I'm going to say, again, not to normalize it, we've gone through some stuff. And it is not like the happy-go-lucky childhood. Like my kids had a pretty easy, not perfect, but you know, they never got woken up in the middle of the night because parents were beating each other up or having to run out the door and save themselves. Like nothing like I grew up with. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I actually, you know, prayed for that. And that's the kind of life I've had with my husband is we love each other. You know, we have disagreements, but there wasn't like total like chaos in our house. So when you're growing up and then you have that and then you go out in the world and people go, oh, so what about this? So let me just tell you a story. So I remember, this is so funny because this came to me as I was writing this episode. I remember sitting at a very swanky dinner party in Southern California one year when I was a young mom, Mike and I were at this dinner for, it was like some conference thing for work. And, and we were at this really, really nice dinner. And I was trying my hardest to fit into this elite society of rich people. Cause I'm like, what is happening to my life right now? This is crazy. Cause I didn't come from that kind of background. And all of a sudden we're being, you know, I was considered an executive wife and I'm like, what? <laughs> that is not who I am at all. But that is, you know, Mike was in a pretty nice position at work. And so some of the other 
workers there were like, oh, that's the boss's wife. Like that's, and I'm like, oh yeah, that feels weird. Anyway, so we get invited to these kind of things from time to time. And I still, to this day, feel somewhat out of place. I laugh because I'm just like, this is crazy. It's not, I mean, I'm kind of a put me in a backyard by a pool beer girl. <laughs> I don't, I don't need all the, I love getting dressed up though. Don't, don't mind me on that. Like I, I'm all girly girl in that way. I love you know, fashion and hair and lashes and all that. So I love to get dressed up, but it, it is hard. You go into these places. So here's what happened. So as we're sitting at the table, drinking cocktails and eating our fine dining, uh, someone asked where I went to college. <laughs> and it's a total common question. If you've grown up in a total common household. And I froze. Would I be seen as a fraud at this table? They'd all been talking about the universities they attended, laughing about all the pranks they had done, and the teachers they gave a hard time to, you know, all the things. So naturally, someone turned their attention to me and asked this question. And this is your moment of truth. (laughs) Do I tell them about how in my childhood it wasn't even a topic of discussion that my childhood was a matter of survival. I ran out the door at 18 and got my first job at a hamburger joint and moved in with three other girls just so we could pay the rent. But then our boyfriends moved in with us. So really, we had six people living in a two-bedroom apartment. That was my life at 18 years old. Oh, and by the way, I walked out of high school two weeks before graduation because I was going to have to finish a semester because I had cut so much in high school. (sighs) Who am I? (laughs) So I swallowed and I breathed and I told them, well, I wasn't fortunate enough to go to college, but they were so blessed and so lucky to have been able to experience it. They actually did ask me more questions And as I found out over the years, is that the truth will set you free. Because I shared some of the stories, and I had actually had some really beautiful conversations with people who respected my honesty and felt sorry for my upbringing, of which I told them, don't feel sorry for me, because it's made me who I am today. So I guess the question becomes, Are you having a hard time accepting your childhood because you're ashamed or you think it's unfair or because you see everyone else having these great experiences that you didn't get to play a part of? Is there a jealousy or an ache to have been able to do things differently? So you can come at this from two different sides. You can be ashamed because you feel weird about and shamed of growing up with this chaotic household and you don't want to share that with anyone or you could be ashamed because and kind of bitter because you're like why didn't I have a better childhood listen I have questions for God when I get to heaven because I have that question like why did you put me in this family of origin why did I grow up with a mom that was so distant and and negative and just all these issues and could, didn't have time to nurture me. Why did you give me a mom that didn't nurture me? Like, I have those questions. Why did you give me a dad that loved me dearly? I was a daddy's girl, but he was distant in some areas also. 
because he was unparented. So, you know, those are questions that you that you may never have answers to because we don't know why. Some people are born in foreign countries that are going through horrendous things as children. They're begging on the streets. So then you look at your life and you go, well, <laughs> I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Or then you look at the opposite side. You see someone born into wealth, like a I don't know. I don't want to say anybody's names, but you know, you see these starlets born into wealth and and yet you hear stories where they have suffered through things because of their wealth, where they have been abused because of their wealth or their beauty as a child. So I I think the answer is is that nobody goes through this life unscathed. Like that's really the bigger thing is like is it fair that we went through these things as children? No, it's not fair. And should you be ashamed of it? I don't think so. I think it's just a part of your story. But here's the thing I think you do need to do is you need to dig into your story and really grieve those things that you're ashamed of. Why do you feel ashamed of it? Is it because it's unfair or is it because you still feel shame? And what part of it shames you? Going back and really walking through your story is something that will clear the space where you can understand it a little bit more, heal it a little bit more. You're never going to arrive at a fully round circle like, oh, this is why it happened and now I'm better and everything's great. We're all damaged. I will tell you that a hundred percent, a hundred million times. We are all damaged. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your family is like. I can look at my kids. I have told my kids several times, I am so sorry for damaging you. (laughs) I'm so sorry for putting those thoughts in your head because of my paranoia, because of the things that I grew up with. I was white knuckling my motherhood with these girls because I didn't know how to do it, and nobody was showing me how on the daily. I had beautiful mama mentors in my life, but they came and went. And and so every single kid, even if they grew up with really nurturing moms, we all come to the table with baggage. We all come with, you know, disruption and dysfunction and all those things. And so should you be ashamed of it? No. And this is the thing. I sat at that table and for that split second, it's like I gulped, <laughs> I breathed. And then I was like, here we go. You want to hear my childhood? You want to know where I went to college? I didn't go anywhere to college. It wasn't It wasn't an option for me. Now, had I thought of that differently, I could have gone to college. I, I know lots of people that grow up in very, very poor situations. And the only thing they think about is academics and they go on to college and they become, you know, wonderful things. That wasn't my story. My story was every day was a day of survival. And so the only thing I could think of is if I could get a job and get out of the house and move out on my own, I don't have to be around these people that are crazy, (laughs) if I'm being honest. And I didn't do that right. You know, I just told you that story. Like I moved in, I I smelled of hamburger and onions when I came home from work. I worked hard. It was grueling. It was sweaty. It was, it's, it wasn't like an air conditioned. This was an outdoor, listen guys, this was the seventies. This was an outdoor hamburger joint. Like there, 
the, the air conditioning we got was when we opened the slider to the window to ask people what they wanted <laughs> for their meal. And we worked hard. And then I came home and it was like, I was partying with these girls and then the boyfriends came and then they moved in and it was just chaotic. And I tell my, my girls this story of, you know, one day I had, I went grocery shopping and we always put our name on stuff. And I had bought these pork chops. I just wanted to have a nice dinner. I didn't want to eat hamburgers for dinner. And I wanted a nice dinner and I'd saved up my money and I bought pork chops. I was going to make pork chops and something else. I don't even know what it was, but the pork chops like stuck out in my mind because I came home from work that day and doggum it, one of those guys in the house ate my pork chop. And I started crying because I said, I don't have any more money to buy food and you ate my pork chop. And they were like, it's no big deal. What's going on? You know, here's a beer. And I just remember feeling like nothing is my own. I'm still like, I'm in this place where I'm supposed to be independent. I'm supposed to be doing what I want. And yet there's still chaos in this house because there's too many people in this house. We're not doing the right things. We're smoking and drinking and doing drugs and eating everyone's food. And it's just a free for all. And I just knew I didn't want to stay in that place. But when I tell that story now, I smile because that girl, that little 18-year-old girl, learned a lot of hard lessons along the way. And when I say learn them, I say learned them and moved on. I didn't stay in the same place. So you don't need to be ashamed of where you've come from or the things that you've gone through. You don't need to be jealous that why did everyone else get this special thing? You don't know what happened in their life. You could look at some girl's life going, she grew up in a mansion. Her parents are married forever. She's so happy. You don't know what's going on behind those closed doors. You have no idea, no idea. It could be horrific and you would never know it. Why? Because it looks good on the outside. When I started sharing that story at that dinner party, there was a couple of other people who started opening up about their true stories and some of their insecurities and some of their things. It opened up a beautiful conversation. So when people ask me, oh, where did you go to college or did you go to college? I, I tell them, no, that's, that wasn't my story. But here's what I've done in the meantime. I've become a coach. I am a mentor. I'm a podcaster. I'm a writer. God has used different things in different ways for me. It doesn't always come from a degree or a a pedigree. Don't think that because you haven't done things that look good on paper, that your life isn't worthy. It's so worthy. He's going to use you in so many different places. And he has proven that to me tenfold. So I'm I'm totally confident in where I, I don't need a college degree. If I wanted to, I could go back to college. I don't feel that that's a need for me, but I get a lot of certifications because that's my schooling because that I thrive on because it's a specific thing that I'm interested in, that I love, that I want to study and know more about. And that is my education. So I don't sit back and say, I don't need any education at all. I don't need to know anything. I've lived, my education is my life. (laughs) Don't do that. If you want to learn something, go learn it. If you want to go to college at 50 years old, go to college. 
Like, don't let that stop you. You have a great story to tell. So here's a couple things, just calls to action. Begin to search your heart and take your time exploring what it is that you need that you need to make you feel at peace with what has happened to you in the past. If you need to cry it out and dig deeper, find a therapist that can walk you through this and it takes time and you shouldn't rush this process. And also you're never going to come to an end. I still see a therapist. I still cry it out. It's, it's a healing journey and just know that, but you're going to learn tools and techniques that are going to help you stop the shame. Know that who you are now matters and you have done and been through really hard things. And I'm so proud of you for continuing to be on your mind health journey. Guys, I hope this episode encouraged you. And I know that we all have hard stories and we've done hard things, but also you are brilliant and you have a whole journey ahead of you. So celebrate the day. I love you guys. I hope to see you again. As usual, just uh, rate this show. Go on the Unmothered podcast on Instagram. Leave me a comment and let me know how you like these episodes. And please, please put on there, if there is a topic you want me to talk about, just write it on that comment line. Say, why don't you talk about this on an episode? I would really be interested. And I will try to do that episode and answer it in the best way that I know possible. So until next time, I'll see you later, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.